0: It is, it just is, the news according to me. Good Monday morning. I'm here. Here I am. It's Monday morning, January 29th. Uh, This week, I may be able to do a show every day this week, every morning. Uh, Certainly Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Well, Wednesday's going to be a little tough. Wednesday uh, Wednesday's, Wednesday's going to be a very early morning if, I, if I'm able to get a show in. I do have a a thing. I've got a breakfast thing i got to go to. <clears throat> so I have to see if I can work that out. However, I've got uh, – let's see. We've got uh, yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning is the only iffy one. The, re- the rest of them – and Wednesday is going to be an early one. But Thursday and Friday are pretty much rock solid for sure. In the meantime, it is Monday, January 29th nearing the end of the month here, um, first month of the year, so we are rapidly approaching the end of the year. Don't blink, this year is going to be over with, guarantee you. It's been a crazy time. The, um, it's going to be a crazy year as well, by the way. I was discussing this with uh, those of you who remember back in the early days of, of the news according to me, when we had uh, Rabbi Rick on the show quite a bit. I was just I had a discussion with him on Saturday talking about all this stuff. And it was uh, – man, the, the things that we think – we're pretty sure that the – and we're kind of running through all the scenarios of what we think the left is going to do with this whole Joe Biden issue. They, they – the, the, the powers that be on the left do not want Joe Biden on the ticket. I, I, can, I can guarantee you that. He's continuing to pull further and further down. Personally, I think they know full well what their plan is and they know that Joe Biden is uh, – well, let's just say he's not – he's not, he's not, he's not going to be the candidate. I don't – now, I just talked to – or did, I was listening to someone, uh, someone else who's kind of an expert on this stuff. Now, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a financial counselor. I'm not an epidemiologist.
1: I'm
0: not a track coach. I have uh, there's a lot of strategists strategists out there. strategic, They're trying to figure out this this
1: process of
0: how they're go- how they're going to implement Joe's departure. Now, frankly, see, I, I think that they have to be very careful with this. Uh, they've got this Kamala Harris issue to deal with, and that's going to be a, a problem. And I don't see anybody on the left who is a Kerry Lake-type person who will stand up to the big money because they're, they're, they're all about this. They're, they're all about you know, who's paying for what. When I mean, you stop and think about this, now, I was reviewing the, the, the whole recording Again, over the weekend, of what happened there with Carrie Lake and this Jeff, what's his name guy, who now has resigned from the Republican Party. He was just a messenger for these people, but he was definitely on board. But everything this guy is saying, all the reasoning he was trying to give her was just, it was so diabolical. And it remi- you know what it reminded me of? This, and this is kind of, I know this is going to be kind of a stretch maybe for some of you, but it, what it really reminded me of was the kind of manipulative manipulative bargaining and reasoning that the enemy did when he was tempting Jesus.
1: Now, I'm not equating Carrie Lake to Jesus. I'm just saying this is the way the enemy operates.
0: There's this, well, doesn't Scripture say this? You can can throw yourself off of a pinnacle and his, his angels will bear you up. Just so you won't smash your foot against the stone, doesn't say this, doesn't say that. You can, if if you just bow down and worship me, you can have all this. You can
1: rule over all this. If you
0: just take take this money, and then that'll give you power later on. That'll fill your coffers, and you can do whatever you want after that. And then your then your movement will make you know, you know. You can make something. You can you can fight the fight in two years. No, because. You're still going up against the same people, and now you're, you're beholden to them. This is the kind of crap that goes on. There are strings attached to the money. This, this, this is why, you know, it, it is – when it gets to the point where it's a billion dollars, you know, I try to put myself in her shoes, and I'm, I'm thinking – not that I would wear women's shoes. I'm just saying – just, the, the, just try to put yourself in her place. And how would this, how would this work? It, because you're thinking, and this guy had all the right reasoning, right? Well, if I just take the money now, I can do something with it later. Look at all the good I can do with all that, all that money. Well, just let me say this. If they're willing to spend that much money to control you, to put you on a leash, to do whatever, to, to sideline you,
1: then what you're doing is worth probably way, way more than that. That's where, that's where people can become
0: blinded, I think, sometimes to this, some of the stuff that goes on around them. They, that's where they're, they're forced to take temptation into receiving money that has strings attached to it. They don't see the strings.
1: They see the money. They just – they take the money and run,
0: but they can't run very far because they realize they've got a leash on them. So it's, it's just – and Carrie Lake, you know, fortunately, she's one of those people. I, I think I talked about this on a couple shows ago. I, I talked about how I, I have a difficult time sometimes – it, it, it's, there are some weaknesses in this, but money doesn't really motivate me that much. And and it's there, there are, that's, that's good and that's bad.
1: There are some good sides to that, and there are some weaknesses that, that come out in that.
0: Some, sometimes you need to be you need to you, know, you need to be financially responsible. Now, if you can be financially responsible and have have an attitude towards money that it's just you know it's just money.
1: It's not. It's just a tool. It's to be properly managed. That's it. It's not supposed to be supposed to clamor over it or go seeking. You know, selling your soul for it. I think there's a balance there, and most people have extreme one way or the other. When it comes down to it. So
0: we have um, in my cup this morning. Speaking of money, I don't have any money in my cup. I have a uh, creamy chai with coconut cream in my backup cup again this morning. This is this is always the exciting one because you never know. I have a it's cold. It's, it has ice in it. Had a little bit of leftover sweet tea from somewhere. Oh, it must have been from where did I get my latte? Oh, it was Arby's. I, I just happened to stop by and get a sweet tea at Arby's on my way home from church on Sunday. And uh, so I got a little bit of that and I also put some apple cider in there that my, I think it was, uh, I, don't, I don't think it was my brother's apple cider. I think it was just regular store-bought apple cider. However, it's uh, it's a good, pretty good. It's about a third of sweet tea and about uh, two-thirds of apple cider. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. The... Uh, in the meantime, oh, by the way, I did, I did speak on Sunday, uh, at church. I was, uh, I went way over in my time slot. I, I, I didn't realize, you know, when I, when I was growing up, sermons were like 30 minutes, 30, 35 minutes. Sometimes it go you know, more than that. Nobody really thought anything of it. Apparently that's a big deal. Now, uh, the, the sermon was only supposed to last about 15 minutes and I went about 30. And so it was, uh, we were over time, uh, Time's was all done, so uh, they got their they got their money's worth. <laughs> I don't even know if they're paying me for it. <laughs> <I'm> not sure, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they um, talked about a lot of things. They're, they have now they have two services. They have a traditional service and they have a contemporary service. I spoke at the contemporary service too, and it's that's, that was only supposed to be about ten minutes long, and um, I think I went another twenty minutes on that one. I tried to trim it down, still, still went over But we were, it was about 10 minutes after the time we were supposed to dis- dismiss. So that was, uh, yeah, long time there. So, uh, but, it, you know, people seemed to, you know, they didn't, nobody yelled at me, spit on me or cussed me out or left, stood up and laughed. Well, they laughed at the proper times. They didn't laugh at me, they laughed with me. So it uh, seemed to be a good time had by all. I, I don't know. At least I, that's the way I perceived it. We'll see. I think there were a few people that had, had some questions. Um, only one guy I saw that kind of seemed like he was dozing off in the first service. I, usually traditional services, I, you can – everybody looks like they're just dozing off, especially in the back row, and, I, and they're, they're, they're usually doing something. There were several times I looked around and just every eye was still – was like op- open and looking at me. I'm not used to that. That's, that's not normal. At least not at my house. So we have, except for my dogs, they, they pay attention to everything I do. I, it's, it's amazing. I, if I move my twink, my, my, if I move my, uh, my little pinky toe, they, they notice that stuff. They're like, what, what are you doing over there? Is there anything we need to know about? It? You're going to give us some food? Are you going to, are you going to, it's usually about the food. We're gonna go outside and run around. Gonna give us some food. We're gonna go outside and run around. And then gonna give us some food. So it's it's just constantly. You no, know, they're paying attention to me because that's they know where their next snack is coming from. So, Carrie Lake, the, this whole thing. As I was listening to this whole thing, you know, it's it really is uh, more. Indicative, I think, of, of what happens behind the scenes all the time. And we were never told about this stuff. You got, the, you got your spokesperson who's kind of on the inside, somebody who knows this person, and they got the people on, behind the scenes. Now She doesn't mention who these people are. I bet she knows who these people are because she knows they're connected to DeSantis. She kept mentioning, you know, they want DeSantis in. And they, they don't want Trump in. They want DeSantis in there. But DeSantis is not an America first guy. He's, he's, not a, he's more, more of a globalist agenda guy, apparently, or at least he's willing to go down that road. Now, I think he would have pushed back on that a little bit if he'd have been in, the, in office. However, if he's willing to be pliable and, and be the kind of guy who's going to give in, I, I just think he just was too young, had the wrong people in his pocket, had the wrong people in his ear, I should say, who got into his pocket? They sweet talked him. They, talk, they told him, This is the way we need to do this. You can win this. Trump can't win. He's going to end up in prison. He can't beat Joe Biden, whatever whatever it is. But really, their whole motivation wasn't they weren't pro DeSantis, they were pro their agenda. And, and they were anti Trump because he was anti their agenda. They needed somebody they can control. They can't control Trump. They got somebody under their wing, DeSantis. They were hoping to get Carrie Lake. And I'm, 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 I guarantee you she's not the only one that they've approached or paid off. I guarantee you she's the only one who had the guts to bring it up. In fact, at one point she said, why don't you just go public with this, Jeff? Oh, no, because, you know, then I'll go out and start my car in the morning and boom, it'll... it'll that's how they're talking about these people. This is the mafia here. They need to be called before Congress.
1: Talk about doing an inquiry here. Talk about somebody affecting or in interfering with an election. These People are pathetic. It's not the Russians we need to worry about,
0: folks. Putting out some memes that you know, 175 people saw. This is just more of the same from the, from the establishment. And then I, I guarantee you it is even more slimy on the left. I guarantee you. They're not about the working man. They're not about the, the little guy. They, they've lost that base and they know it. But what, what amazes me is that they don't care that they've lost the working class, the blue-collar worker. It, now they're just trying to import a different kind of voter. The, the blue collar worker has, has definitely gone to Trump. The Republican Party pretty much has has started to to you know they've got they've
1: got that. So they're counting on the the immigration debacle that's going on. And folks,
0: that is worse than we're being told. The border is a mess it is estimated I, the, the number of godaways
1: is much much larger than what we're being told the known godaways are large and it's large enough
0: but there are the estimated unknown godaways that are coming across the border now this doesn't, this doesn't even scratch the surface or talk about any of the other issues that, are, that go with this whole gotaway thing or the, the whole thing that's going on with the cartels. My understanding is the cartels now pretty much run the border down there. Now, I know that the administration now is trying to get a grip on that because it's very, it's very bad press, what's happening there right now. So they're trying to get a grip on it. They're trying to clean it up because of the election year thing. They know that that's that's probably their main weakness.
1: So they're trying to do their best to get this thing,
0: at least appearance-wise, under control. In the meantime, there have been 6 million people processed. Now, think about this. Most of them have court dates that are at least 10 years away, and they can get an extension on that. What's the the purpose of even having a court, court case here now? You really think after 10 years, they're going to – they want them to come here, have their kids, have their anchor babies. Give them plenty of time to get this to – get, to get the dream act thing going. They'll have another act to, to do. This is – every time they come up with a solution to the problem, they, they just – it's always a problem they created so they can come up with a solution. And the solution is always just another problem that they can come up with a solution for. This is a standard operating procedure for these people, and that's just the way they keep going. And when they talk about immigration reform – Alexandria she, she, um, She's been on all kinds of talk shows. She, she, uh, she, this lady, she's, worse, she's going to be worse than Nancy Pelosi. She's been on all kinds of talk shows, and she's been asked all kinds of questions about um, the immigration issue. And, of course, one of the things that she talks about is how, well, we just need to have, you know, we need to get, get more border agents down there so we can process these people that are coming in. That, that's their answer. Now, I'm all for processing people and figuring out who they are. That's, that's fine. But we can't just have an open border where people are just, oh, the border is secure. It's not open. It's secure. Everybody's going after Mayorkas as if he's some kind of, oh, this guy's a dereliction of duty. He's not doing his job. Mayorkas is just following orders. Majorcus, Mr. Miller, whoever it's going to be that's going to be down there, you know, Joe Smith, whoever the guy's... The guy is just a puppet. The, that guy is not in charge of anything. He's just implementing policy. He doesn't come up with a policy. You know, Joe Biden isn't saying, hey, you need to secure, secure the border. He's going, oh, the border's secure. He, no, this is the, this is the security. They, this is how they define security. We're just counting the numbers coming across the border. That's,
1: that's security for them.
0: It has nothing to do with actual border enforcement. Normally, we take in, uh, in a normal year, uh, we would take in about a, a, a one, was it 1.1 or 1.2 million immigrants every year through the, the normal paperwork process, those who ap- apply for immigration status, for, for citizenship status. Now, sadly enough, these are just people that are just coming through. And, then, and of course, when you confront them about say, well, you're just, you're just a racist and you're against immigration. No, no, we're, we want regular immigration with assimilation. We want to be able to assimilate these people in in a, in a normal way so that our culture isn't overrun. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't
1: help them or us. when we do it this way.
0: They come in, they live in the shadows. They're under the, this... Stress of everything that they've got to go through to, to be here, to live here. They've got to live in their little clans with each other where they don't, they don't learn the language. They don't learn anything. Of course, it's just, of course that, that's, again,
1: that's racist. That's racist.
0: No, we were allowing a million, over a million people a year. When you've got more people immigrating in than you are birthing babies, there's a problem here.
1: When immigration is outpacing the birth rate. It's not a a good thing, folks. I don't
0: know if you can hear my dogs barking in the background. Something's going on upstairs. I don't know. They're just barking around. Probably, I don't know. Who knows what? They're barking at the cat probably. I assume they're barking at the cat. I I don't know. Maybe they're... It's very distracting. So we have uh, all that going on. Now, in the meantime, I have to make this a short show today because I got I got to, I have to do a little bit of traveling today. Uh, hopefully, be home tonight and be able to get out of here tomorrow. Do uh, to do a few things and then have my have my show tomorrow. The show might be late in the afternoon tomorrow. I don't, I'm not sure. It's just, Tomorrow's an iffy day. Like, I already said that. I'm, I'm retracking my steps here already. Now, let me just move on here a little bit more with some of the, the issues with, with uh, Trump's court cases. Uh, Robert Gavea is uh, watching The Watchers. He's very good at dissecting all this stuff. Basically, what has happened here is this case, this E. Jean Carroll case, now what is what is surprising and shocking to me is how there are some people and I am pretty sure that they're all paid shills but people who make comments on the videos about this stuff and create memes about Trump and his what he's been doing. It's like it's like well we got him you know this is, he he was a rape he's a rapist he's a rapist he's a rapist it just keeps saying I think Mitt Romney has even come out and said he's a rapist. The jury said no to the rape charge that he did he did not commit rape they would not go that far. It was just a sexual, sexual, sexual assault, not that that's just a sexual assault. That's what they, they went with. But there was no evidence, none, zero evidence. It was his word against hers. She didn't have a date of when this happened. No witnesses. The only evidence that she could come up with as far as uh, informational evidence was wrong. She was off by about six years. She said that this dress or this lingerie or whatever it was she was supposed to try on for him. This was a fantasy in her head. This, is, this lady is a messed up box of messes. I know you are, but I don't know She's a mess. This lady's psycho. And, and she, she, she says she's walking out of the store. And he's walking in and he just grabs her and says, hey, go in here and try on this lingerie for me. And they get inside this, the, the, the booth that's always locked, but would just, it just happened to be unlocked. This changing room just happened to be unlocked. Because, you know, at Waldros, they, they, they guard those things and they, they, keep, they keep you from going in there unless you, you, know, you, have to be able, you have to get permission to go in there. But this one just happened to be unlocked. What are the odds? And they just walk in. And as soon as they get in there, he's, he, it just, it hurt. You know, it just, it was just painful. It wasn't. That Anderson Cooper interview, it just shows it all. And Anderson's like, well, you know, I think rape is supposed to be a, most people think of that as a violent assault. No, I think it's sexy. She says, I think a lot of people think it's sexy.
1: You know, because it's the fantasies. She said, most people. She said, most people. Really? What kind of a world do you live in, lady? This is, this is the lady
0: who came up with the, this whole story. When Trump wanted to defend himself, he t- they told, the, the judge told the lawyers, they, first they wanted to know what kind of questions they were going to ask and what the answers were going to be. I want to know what your questions are, and I want to know what your answers are going to be. And you, can't, you can only answer with yes or no. You can only ask him yes or no questions, and you can only ask him certain questions. You can't ask him some other questions.
1: To protect the witness, to protect
0: the, 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 uh, the accuser, I, it just blows me away. And, of course, now Alina Abba came out and uh, basically pretty much – she did a press, or press uh, briefing and it was scathing. I mean, she, she, she came out with the whole thing and talked about the whole thing. And it was she – was, she was almost beside her. I, I've never seen her actually stumble over her words at all. She's usually very, very, very articulate. And she came out and was actually so flustered by this whole thing, so amazed that they were – that this whole atrocity was happening. She could not speak straight. She actually – a couple of times she actually stumbled over her words, which sounded odd to me because I've never heard her voice do that before. So, we'll see what happens. It's going it's to go on appeal and we'll see what happens with it. In the meantime, uh, President Trump is, is out doing his thing, doing rallies and uh, packing out venues all over the place. Now, supposedly, he st- still only wins the, the election by 2% against Biden now. I, I, I'm sorry. I just – I don't believe that at all. I just, I think that these, these stupid polls, of course, now, now think about this. this back, back in the day, he was losing to Hillary Clinton at this stage in the game. Pre-primary, he was losing to Hillary Clinton in the polls. You've got, as far as Biden goes, you know, going up and asking somebody who they're going to vote for is one thing. Getting them to the poll to vote is another thing. Unless you have some kind of election cheating thing going on again. And I, I don't doubt that they're going to do that. I see. I, I think that they would have done it in, in 2016 had they not believed that there was just no way Donald Trump was going to win. Hillary Clinton's going to be the ele- – she's, she's going to win this election. She's got it in the bag. There's no reason why we need even take the chance of cheating on anything. Well, the next time they really showed their hand and went way
1: overboard. And now we've got what we've got.
0: And I think that there are people, a lot of people who were bamboozled into this. Who I think are now there's there's still people who are left wing nuts and they're just they're off they're off their cage. But, I, but I, that's, those aren't the voters I'm concerned about, as far as because there's there's not enough of those. I think the, the independents and the more sane Democrats that are there still left the, the few that are still left, um, and most Republicans. There are some establishment Republicans out there still, but. The ones who are, you know, the uh, Nikki Haley supporters. Now, she's going to be in this thing through, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in uh, South Carolina because that's, that's where she was, she was a, uh, the governor there. So we're going to see just how this works out. Now, the governor of South Carolina is actually not supporting her right now. Actually, actually, uh, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, I think he's endorsed Trump now at this stage in the game. However, on Nikki <sighs> somebody had a really good picture of her on one of their thumbnails. And it was this, it was that very thing I was telling you about the other day. It was, it was when, when somebody asks her a tough question, when she's in this conversation, she's got this really smile and she's got this really engaged look and she's, she's right there. She's right with you. And she's got this smile and her eyes are wide open. She's looking right at you. And you ask her that question. She doesn't want to be asked the question that just pulls the rug out from under all of her enthusiasm. And you can just see the blood leave her body. She just, she still has the smile, but it goes from being genuine to being fake. It is such a small, little, little thing. Just a little difference, but you can just see her. You can just see her in, on the inside. She's just melting away. She doesn't want to be there, she doesn't want to answer that question. Oh, no. Why are you calling me out on that? You can just, you can see it in her face. It's just, it's so obvious. She just wears it right there on her face. Her, her just, her, her whole attitude just sinks. And I think that that's very, very interesting to see that happen, but it happens quite often because she, she she's been asked some pretty tough questions. Now, supposedly everybody's saying, you know, if she loses South Carolina, she's done. She she can't keep, she can't continue to go. I I guarantee you the same people who are behind trying to get Carrie Lake are the same people who are pushing Nikki Haley. And I guarantee you that kind of money is just going to say, just keep going, just keep going. Got to keep fighting this guy because maybe, maybe something's going to happen. Maybe he's not going to be the nominee. Go to the primary. And we'll have some we'll have some leverage in the primary. That's the way that works. I mean, you, she's she's picking up some delegates. So how she how, you know if Trump needs those delegates in the end because you have to have a certain number of delegates to get the nomination.
1: Now I'm not a political analyst or pol- political uh, expert,
0: but uh, a pro, you know, not on the process, but. That's the way I understand it. So she, she could have some, some leverage to get those delegates to go for Trump to get what she wants. One of the ways they can do that is to say, you know, you, you got to make me your VP. She could also say, you got to put me in your administration. Now, I don't, at this point, I think every day that goes by, I think Trump is, Trump is just kind of folding his arms and saying, okay, let's see what happens here. He's not going to make any rash decisions.
1: So let's let this play out a little bit. In the meantime... Her credibility is going down the tubes.
0: Now we'll see how all this unfolds. But, but again, getting back to the whole thing, there are three ways, three basic ways I see this thing going in the end, in, in, in terms of the Democrat Party. This is just I'm going to give this my, my opinion here, and then I'm going to sign off because I got to get one. I think that Biden will either get to the to the convention. And he will throw in and say, you know what, uh, for health reasons or for whatever reason it is, because, you know, because his son served in Iraq and, was, and died in Iraq, uh, you know, which he didn't do. That was his reason for stepping
1: out, by the way, in, in 2016, it was basically because they paid him to step out so that Hillary could step in. So his, his
0: son... Is you know this Hunter, ish, Hunter Biden issue is not going to be an issue. Of course, That's, they're not going to talk about that. He's going to decide to step out at the convention, so that they're going to do that prior to the convention, the, the delegation being determined, and they're going to turn it over to the states and the delegates to go ahead and they have and they have super in the Democrat Party, so they're, they're the superdelegates are going to decide. There's a sm- very small group of individuals. Who are bought and paid for? Who are going to? T- are going to, and, and they're all basically bought and paid for by the the Clinton Foundation. So they're they're going to basically make sure that they put somebody in, and it, and it could be Hillary. I doubt it. Now there's a lot of talk about putting Michelle Obama in there. I don't think Michelle wants wants to be in there at all. But I th- also think that she, she knows that she really doesn't. After seeing what Joe Biden has done, she knows she can pretty much spend most of her time in her pajamas in bed, and it's. And, of course, Barack's going to be the one who's going to be out talking all the time. But they're, somebody's going to pay them to do this. They, know, they doubled their net worth, by the way, at the time that they were in, in the White House. And they've even, they, I think they've quadrupled it since then. But they're, you know, they're money hungry. They're, they're, going to, they're going to continue to go on with this and uh, go, go after it. They, so it that, very well could be that they're going to go after this thing.
1: Very, very possible. So –
0: What do we have then? That's a a possibility. Gavin Newsom is another possibility. If they they turn it over at, at that time, there's all kinds of things. There's different ways that they could put somebody in. If Joe accepts the nomination and then turns it down, I think that they run into some problems here because of Kamala Harris. Either way, at some point, they've got to find an exit strategy for Joe that wipes Kamala Harris off of the ticket.
1: That's my slightly educated guess. I
0: I don't think they want Kamala on the on the ticket. I don't think they want Joe on the ticket. So so that in order to do this, you know, they have to do something at that point. Now, the other way that they can go about this is, you know, go ahead and go through the whole process. Joe accepts the nomination. They go a month down the road campaigning. And they wait until the the machine – you got to understand, I've, I've been involved in some marketing campaigns and been involved in some stuff. And it's this – not, uh, I've been. They've been. Pay, they've paid me. I had I had a couple of things where I was involved in some advertising venues, and I was. We we took money from both parties or whatever, whoever, and we would advertise. You we know, don't just put, put. You know, do whatever the advertising was that they wanted. And in that process, we would.
1: Uh, they they had to have the money up front ahead
0: of time they would invest in this stuff. So if they're making flyers, posters, if they're producing any kind of television ads, radio ads, whatever it is, this stuff doesn't just happen overnight. They have to have this stuff in the can, ready to roll out. They have to purchase the airtime,
1: all this stuff that has to happen. And if they have all their money invested in running against Joe, Joe,
0: and all of a sudden it's Gavin Newsom and they're you know, running slim on funds to, you know, to, to do this thing. You can't just change gears and all of a sudden come up with you know, another $500 million to change, to change your advertising campaigns, to throw all that stuff in the, in the, in the basket and start all over again with a whole new campaign. I hope that the people who are running the campaigns and, and doing the, the advertising are, are realizing that you need to make it a little bit more generic. Talk about the Democrat
1: policies instead of talking about Joe Biden. I, I hope that that's what they're doing here. You know, They could come up with something that's like, like uh,
0: Democrat policies are very well seen in, in, in California. And look at the mess that is there and the way people are leaving, because
1: right away you've got something that goes against Gavin Newsom. You know, the, just being creative like that, I, I think that, that is what they're
0: going to have to do. And I don't know if they're doing that or not. And I think that's part of the Democrat strategy is to bleed them out on one end so that when they introduce somebody else, they don't have, they don't have the funds to go up against it. You don't see him spending a whole lot of money on the, on the left. The DNC is not spending a lot of money putting out ads for Joe Biden. They're anti-Trump ads.
1: But you, you know he's going to be the, the nominee at this point. It's just, unless they do something really radically, you know, JFK type stuff.
0: And that is a possibility, folks. I no doubt about that would not put it past him. And in knowing the powerful people that are on the right who are willing to let that happen, uh, th- they, will, they will look the other way. And this is what uh, – I know G- Dan Bongino had a I, – I need to listen to this. I guess he had a show on the other day. He was talking about why he's nervous about some things. Now, I know the Secret Service is up and up, and they are a, a good organization. They, they take their job seriously. They do what, what they're supposed to do. However – it only takes one rogue person in that thing.
1: And if somebody's offered a whole bunch of money, you just don't know. These people are apparently very powerful. Very well connected.
0: And we saw it during the whole Peter Strzok thing. These people at the top are that way. Jim Carrey, Jim uh, Jim, what's the guy's name? Jim, not Jim, not Jim Carrey. Comey, James Comey, not the comedian. The, the um, he he was on display for everybody to see. Mister Mister, my poop doesn't stink. Was up there talking about how ethical he is, doing the most unethical things on the planet. So, folks, I want to. Uh, you would do at this point I, I've got to get moving on hopefully tomorrow there will be a show uh, if it is a show it probably will either be in the morning from my car on my iPad or it will be a show that is uh, well in the afternoon sometime late afternoon probably Mid-ap- mid to late afternoon eastern time so we'll see how that goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Probably going to be a show those those days. Very early on Wednesday, possibly an a uh, live show on Friday. I'm hoping to get a live show on Friday. So we're going to do that. In the meantime, folks, have a great week as we enter into February. God bless. Have a uh, and pray for our nation. Just pray for our nation. Pray for each other. Ta- take care.